0: hosted by Jean Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Jean has built and led marketing teams, authored top selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around greater Boston. With Table Fries, Jean sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Jean will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash table fries. And don't forget, Jean is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring.
1: Okay. Hi, Krista Pappas. Welcome to Table Fries. This is a Lola.com podcast for women only, Where because we like to
2: share a lot. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I've actually talked to some of my colleagues who are women who've done this with you already and said that I was going to love it, and I'm excited. I'm um, happy to be here. That's great. It's
1: a What we're trying to do is interview all the women that work here because we have over 50% people at Lola.com are women, half of the executive team of which you're a member are women. And so what we're trying to do is give women of the company a chance to be able to help brand themselves and help do things that might not come across in their regular day-to-day jobs and just gives them a chance to be themselves. And that's the whole thing. I want you to be yourself. A little bit of background on you. You have been in the travel industry for a couple of decades. You're currently our senior vice president of business development, responsible, for the relationship with American Express Global Business Travel and working to help expand Lola.com. So the first question I like to ask people, Krista, is how did you end up at Lola? What brought you here?
2: Well, having a lot of legacy in travel and tech is part of it because I was really fortunate to cross paths with Paul English early in my career. I've worked basically building a partnership with him at Kayak, as well as his other co-founder under Steve Hafner. So when Paul was basically coming up with the idea for Lola, he had asked me to join the board, which I immediately accepted and was excited to be part of this. I was a COO of another job, um, of another company. And my advisory role here was something that I was really excited about. But fast forward six months from that time, he said, hey, we'd really like you to just join us full time. <laughs> I ended up joining almost four years ago. Wow. Wow. to Lola. You must be employee number what? I think right now I'm in the ten. You're um, the ten? In the I think I'm either nine or ten. Oh at good. This point. Top so, ten. Yeah, I, I mean it's exciting and I feel like Lola has grown and has so much new excitement around it. And I think we've found our way by hiring great people like you, having Volpe join as CEO. We've just raised a, a ton of dough and we're really doubling down on the size of the team. It's a truly transformative and exciting time to be at Lola. So I'm, I'm very excited.
1: Well, thank you for being with the company for almost four years. So you can talk about the Lola Lolaversary. How do we celebrate Lolaversaries here?
2: Well, with excitement and fanfare. For starters, <laughs> there's a lot of good camaraderie in our Slack channel. But we also basically celebrate by giving people Lola dollars. And I actually shared Lola dollars last night with my son because today is his birthday. And oh. I gave him 200 of my Lola (laughs) dollars because I thought, hey, he could go book a hotel on Mm -hmm. my Lola dollars. So we give everyone in the company $100 Mm -hmm. to be used towards travel for every year they've been here. So if you're here one year, you get 100. When you're here two years, you get 200 and so on. So it's really exciting. And it's (laughs) a way for our employees to be able to to use Lola for their personal travel.
1: Oh, that's fun. We are a travel software company. So it is nice to be able to have people be able to go and travel. And I think one of the things that cracked me up is their big, giant bills that are laminated with a picture of the person that is, is in the Lola dollars. You never want to give those up. Those no. are pretty funny. Wow,
2: well, you really don't. I was thinking about wallpapering one of my kids' bathrooms <laughs> with that. See <laughs> how well that goes
1: <laughs> With mom staring at you, yeah. right? That's a good idea. Can you give me a single word that you think would best describe you? Some people have used a couple of words, so don't limit yourself, but somehow what would describe you, do you think?
2: If I only were to choose one word, I think I would choose different. Different. Okay. Yeah. I think there are probably a lot of words to describe me, but that's one that I kind of hang on because I find that sometimes I learn a lot from my colleagues and peers that I work with, but I don't always think the same way. Mm -hmm. And I come at things from a very different perspective, I find, and it's not a bad thing. It's it's different. And we all find that we can come out at the same place, but I feel that sometimes I just see things through a A very different lens. lens. I certainly seem to dress differently. I think my style and and just my persona Mm -hmm. tends to always feel a little different to me. Have you always been like
1: that? Yes. You have? Okay, from being a kid in the Midwest and... You
2: know, I ran away from home when I was 16 years old because I just didn't really want anybody to tell me what to do. (laughs) And I don't think if you ask most people if they've ever run away from home that they would say that they have, but I basically got in the car one day and I just took off and kind of did my thing. And I think that it's always been part of who I am. Okay,
1: all right, different. That's a good one. Yeah. So what was the last book that you read and did you like it? Why or why not?
2: Wow, I've been on this kick recently uh, trying to read a lot of business books. And I think part of that was, the catalyst for that was our book club at Lola. And every month we come together and we have a lot of books on the shelf Mm -hmm. and it's not mandatory, but the company comes together and they choose one of 20 books that they can read. And then we come back a month later and and we share about that book and Mm -hmm. takeaways from that book. So I started, getting a little ahead of myself. And I've read probably three in a month. And (laughs) that's because
1: you're on a plane a lot of times. I'm on a plane. but, But you also, I have to say, people that are listening to this, she cracked me up so much when she was on a flight, she was on a JetBlue flight coming back from Tampa. And she actually called in from the flight to a Google Hangouts meeting. And and she, she was logged in and she was trying to talk on the phone, and we were all cracking up. I got in trouble. You got in trouble for that because you're not supposed to do that. But she's so dedicated, she wanted to be part
2: of the meeting. It was the funniest thing. So. Yeah, the flight attendant gave me a talking to for oh, yeah, that. Bet. For you're sure. not supposed to do that. No, you're not. I was like, I'm singing. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Now? But I did a little research and I found that there was this book by John. Brooks, who's a business writer. And the book is called Business Adventures. And I think that I liked it because it's about 20 different unique stories. And it talks about some of the most important events in the 20th century, Hmm. like in corporate America. And each profile is sort of a, a fascinating account of how a certain moment in history is shaped by a, a corporation or a company. Mm. So I just think it's a goldmine of lessons in life and how people come together at work and use their gut or instinct. Little to make boss, a little Harvard Business Review yeah. case study kind y- of a yeah, thing or a little it's, different? It, it's a little different, mm-hmm. but I just encourage people because it's a book that you can pick up and open in the sure. middle and read any one of the stories. And they're mm-hmm. fascinating. So I have never really been one to read a ton of business books, but I've been on a kick recently. <laughs> I, and that one is from like 1969. Really? But has withstood the test of time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, a fascinating book. Ah, are we yep. going to be reading
1: that in the book club? You do know, you think? that's
2: not a bad idea.
1: You should, you should suggest it. I will. When you go home at the end of the day, when you go home from Lola, how do you know or how do you feel or how do you know when you've had a good day? A good day being that feeling like this was great, this was a good day. What, what does that look like for you?
2: <laughs> well it's probably gonna start from my commute not being horrible one way or the (laughs) other but but in all seriousness i feel like a good day for me is that i feel like on my drive home something i've done in the day helped someone i've taught someone something or they've learned something from a meeting that we've been together in But on the same token, I feel like a good day is when I've been able to learn something from one of my colleagues Mm -hmm. or just the stars align. And and I tend to be a very kumbaya hugging type of person. And I just think that it's so important when people are all able to kind of come together, align and learn from each other. So that's I think about that quite often, to be honest.
1: In between driving back and not not getting some road rage.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that I definitely get. The yeah. But uh, (laughs) luckily, I have my meditation, uh, my calm app that I can listen to. And I've been learning a lot, actually, through my colleagues here of how to temper some of that anxiety that you get when you're in the car. We actually at Lola have somebody who comes in once a month and does meditation with the team, which I've been working for a really long time. I've never had the pleasure of having that as a perk. So it's helping me kind of think about those things, that mindfulness that I hadn't done before.
1: Well, you always are good about, you like yoga. Um, you have the mirror. You were talking about the mirror. And um, in a recent Toastmasters meeting, you talked about exercising more because some of the team mem- your, your team members are Sarah, the queen of yoga, yes. and, and spin. And they both, Alex and Sarah, both do all these things. And so you got this mirror that's called the mirror. Do you yeah. want to
2: talk about that? Sure. Um, I actually used to work for an adventure company. I was COO of of an adventure company, and it really got me into cycling. Uh And I actually was turned on to this thing called Peloton Cycle early on, which is this on-demand cycle. And my whole entire family has adopted it. It's been awesome, but you, you cycle on demand. Well, similarly to that, there's a new company that basically started The Mirror and you have this life-size mirror in your home and you use the app to find the class that you want to take, mm-hmm. whether it's yoga, dance, Pilates, stretching, all the likes. Uh-huh. And you can either do a live class with someone in your mirror or you can do choose an on-demand from your app. And basically, it's like having a, a studio in your home.
1: A personal and trainer. A
2: personal trainer. And on that same note, I, I'm leaving tomorrow. I, I travel a lot and I have a really pretty aggressive road trip for the next two weeks and I've been having a little kink in my side. These things happen and I said to my doctor, he's like, come at 7:45 this morning. I'm like, I can't. I've got a meeting at nine and that's not going to work. He's like, hey, you want to do a FaceTime appointment? And I was, this is so awesome that we've evolved into this. You can exercise with the mirror. You can FaceTime for your appointment with your doctor. So I like to try to think that I'm getting a little goodness out of exercise but also feeling a little innovative in trying these new things. Did your doctor help with your kink? I haven't done it yet. Okay. We haven't FaceTimed yet. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: What is the one piece of advice that you'd give to your 18-year-old self after you left two years before?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that you got to trust your gut. Sometimes don't be afraid, be bold, be brave, ask a lot of questions, curious, be curiosity is something that I think has helped me just pave the way for myself. I never really knew exactly what I was going to do, but I wasn't afraid and I just would get out there and peel back the onion and figure it out. It, it was never like I had this laid plan and knew that this was the right thing at the right time. it just kind of moving forward curiosity. And I would tell myself to not be afraid, just be bold and trust your gut. All right,
1: that's to your 18-year-old self. Yeah. This is an Ashley question, and she always likes to ask these questions. What was your worst job and why? And so far, just about all the questions, all the answers have involved
2: food service. So do you have a food service answer or do you have something worse? I don't know if it's worse. I never worked in the food services, although I thought that that would be a good way to to learn a lot about people and and all that stuff. But I worked in a bank. I was a bank teller. And I feel like it was the absolute worst job. I can't ever. imagine you being stuck behind now, a desk. You couldn't do that for now. eight hours a day. And it was back in the time where everybody had those Christmas Plans that you could oh, contribute like $5 oh. to and you'd see everybody <laughs> shuffling in to put their $5 into their account, but it was tedious, right? right and right. it was just the redundancy of the same day, the yeah. same people, the same smells. I actually met people there that to this day, 50 years later, it's not quite 50, but are still friends. And we can laugh about the three of us being responsible for taking all this money down to the (laughs) vault and making jokes about the day and (laughs) laughing so hard. So on one hand, I I have good memories, but just the job itself was just something that, well. I can see it being dispiriting
1: for you that it would be a struggle for you to like say, yay,
2: I wanna go to work today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think having your hands on the money kind of gave you confidence that people trusted you to work at a bank because I remember to be authenticated, if you will, back in the time you had to get all fingerprinted Uh and almost like your mugshot and everything (laughs) like that. So... There was this confidence that people trusted you. I liked that part about it, but the day-to-day grind of working as a bank teller was boring and- How long did you last? Well, I lasted for about a year and a half because I saved enough money to buy a car and I bought a little Chevy Chevette. I paid cash for it. And because my parents were so proud of me for that, they ended up reimbursing me for the car. Wow. So it was all for the greater good. I think I learned a lot from Doing it, but um, but yeah, wow, yep. well, no food service, but still no. dealing with the public. So, yeah.
1: overall, would you prefer to be an individual contributor or a manager? This is a question from Marina. She likes the individual contributor because she's a software engineer and she likes the creativity aspect of yeah. it. And she feels that as a manager, she wouldn't be able to get her hands dirty, and so that was her mindset. So, yeah,
2: which do you like? I have done both, uh-huh. and I feel like being an individual contributor has its benefits, but at the same time, I think you can still inherently be a manager. Mm -hmm. It's not that you have direct reports and that you're responsible for managing, but I think in any point in your career, whether you're an individual contributor or not, you do have the opportunity to help people and to to somehow manage through certain behaviors. But I think today where I am, I'm incredibly happy being a manager of a team that I just see as some rising stars who are doing really good work. I feel really proud of that. Mm -hmm. and I. I'm enjoying it very much right now, so I would say that it's nice to be able to have the experience of doing both, but where I am right now, I really love managing a team.
1: Well, that's fantastic. So Beth has this question and it was something that kind of stymied you when we were talking about it earlier. What was the most surprising thing about joining the Lola.com team or actually being on the team? What's been most surprising for you?
2: Wow. I am a little bit stumped because part of my DNA has been working with startups for so long that I feel like there, there is sort of a certain way that companies grow up together mm-hmm. and they stay together. I would say it's not really surprising to me, but I love the fact that this team is so incredibly tight that we work really hard and we spend a lot of hours working for Lola. But then when we have free time, we go to dinner together mm-hmm. or we go to the movie together or mm-hmm. we, go, we go to the Red Sox game mm-hmm. together. As much time as we have spending time together and working together when we have free time, I find that cross-functionally and a bunch of... Of different departments, just mm-hmm. not the department I'm in. We're socializing with each other. That's unique for me in a way that it's happened a little bit before. But there's a lot of that here. So I think that it surprised me how well people connect and click. And basically the tribe is there, the tribe and is the there.
1: tribe just keeps moving yeah. together
2: and growing and growing. Yes, yeah. it's very yep.
1: organic. Yep. Chrissy had a question about what was your most ex- interesting experience or trip? We're a travel company, and she had this question about like what was your most experienced, something that, something that really stuck with you?
2: I tend to kind of remember the last thing. Okay. (laughs) Um, I went to Machu Picchu and my husband, who's not really my husband, but we've been together for over 20 years. So I call him my husband Okay, because he's not really my boyfriend. Wow. What's a boyfriend? Yeah. All right. Right. (laughs) So Steve, who's not really my husband, but I call my husband. He planned this trip because it was a bucket list trip for him. Okay. And we did the whole entire 9 yard to Machu Picchu and I think that it was just the most fascinating experience to me. Mm. I'm not a lover of hiking or anything <laughs> like that and I prepared. I spent probably 6 months getting trained doing the treadmill and On step an maxer, incline, Yeah, and, yeah. And and actually we hiked Machu Picchu and we met a ton of people along the way, natives between between getting acclimated with altitude there were just a lot of moving yeah. compa- and it's just absolutely an amazing experience and i highly recommend it it, it seems like a bucket list for a lot of people mm-hmm. and i see why it's to now. be a very
1: magical place it's magical
2: it, yes. really, it is and and we made sure to take time to decompress if you will and and really see a good part of the country so that's we, good yeah so that, that's that was that's fun. fantastic yep. That sounds that sounds like a wonderful
1: the four lola values so we we have Wicked Loving, Customer Core, Humble Learner, and Lola Pack. Which one is your favorite?
2: Well, I love them all for various reasons. I believe all you need is love. And <laughs> I think that I tend to gravitate towards that. I think caring about people and understanding everybody, any given point in time in the day, as cliche it may sound, like you never know what they're going through. Just mm understand and, and be loving and be there supportive of people is probably my favorite one. But I think that in order for our values to really work, we do need them all. And I, I love that you guys have put you and Stacy and the team have come up with these values that we
1: all. I think we all did. The executive I, team yeah, did. Yeah, I,
2: but you guys have done a really good job of harnessing this and making sure people mm. actually understand them, feel it and such. And I think we need them all, yeah. right? Because a la carte, they work but not as well as all together. So As a culture, yeah. As a yeah. culture, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, yeah. so you're wicked loving. So I, that's that's your fave. It is my fave. And it's not necessarily that I think that I'm seen as the most wicked loving, but I love when everybody, the essence of being, The camaraderie. Yeah. You mm-hmm.
1: know, I, I can see that.
2: Do you have a question for me? I would say you've been here for under a year. S- six months. Six months, yeah. yeah. Six and a- We've had a lot of wood to chop. We've chopped a lot of wood since you've come here. How are you feeling about Lola now that you have six months under your belt?
1: Well, I'm probably even more excited than when I joined. I mean, in the beginning, there was a lot of wood chopping, if you will, that that needed to be done. And we had to fix the website. Uh, We had to move from subdomains to folders. We had to (laughs) optimize things. We had to get a bunch of templated pages built. We needed a lot more content. We just needed a lot more things and needed to be able to move faster and faster so that we could launch things, whether it was a program or a partnership like with global business travel that you're part of, everything that we're doing so that we can lather, rinse, repeat, and just keep moving faster and faster and faster. Initially, it was building out the team and then figuring out how we're gonna support the various needs of the organization, which are fairly wide in terms of what we're trying to do. First of all, are the employees, are we communicating effectively with our employees? Then it was customers making sure that we're communicating with our customers and with customer success, becoming part of the marketing organization, a customer newsletter that's going on on a regular basis. (laughs) Then also, then you look at prospects and the lead generation. And then we made a pivot in April so that we're going more towards demos. We tried it in March. It set up the team for more success, working with you for some new programs that you've got happening. And then also just looking at the greater community, the community being the places that we speak you do a lot of speaking, for example, are we highlighting enough of it? Because every time that you speak, I want two places to say, I want her to speak. Mm -hmm. Because the more that we have the opportunity to be able to speak, the bigger that our voice will become, our megaphone will just get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's we're expanding, but I feel that with the team that we have in place and our capabilities and the functionality that we have now, we have a great foundation to be able to grow faster and faster. And I'm feeling very confident about the future. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I think it's exciting for us because we know you come from a lot of really good successful experiences so it's been fascinating to watch how quickly you've done all this like and I'm not I, I truly mean that it's like it's remarkable and I'm just so excited we tease here a lot that we're on a rocket ship and I feel like everybody's starting to feel that engine like it's it's on fire right well I
1: can't claim credit it really is the team, team it, it is team and I, I have to say that here it's a very interesting mix between usually you see. Product sales and marketing somewhat distance from each other or if there's an overlap there's usually a product marketing component but I like to think that the alignment starts with the employees then the customers then the prospects and then the community and as long as we focus on our employees to be able to make sure that everybody understands what's going on then they can best support our customers and then we can better sell to our prospects so I think I think we're in a good place mm-hmm. and I, I feel as though we have a really good team we have of a great alignment between the sales organization the product organization and the marketing organization yeah. which doesn't happen all the time yeah that's I, great I'm, I'm very excited about that great. so thank you so much krista for thank joining you. us today it was great to be able to talk to you i look forward to having you come back again talk to some of your team members as well that'll be awesome
2: can't wait let's do
0: it You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com, super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business.